Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. Gentlemen, it is good to be back together. Yeah, it is. Uh, this is the first time that myself, Dan, and Frankie have been together in the in the turtle shell in, since the end of February, I think. Yeah, since the Oscar predictions. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. It's been a while. Um, I like our new digs so far. Dan and I recorded in here, the or the episode before this, Dan uh, and I were in here, but it was kind of, we were still moving things around, and so yeah, we're uh, still it was moving a little bit around. of a mess, but... <laughs> Uh, it looks like it's starting to come together. Nah. Slowly, slowly but surely. Um, we got, uh, I, uh, Dan, I didn't realize until I came in here the other week that how much memorabilia you actually have. Yeah, man. Um, got a lot. It's true. Like, you've got autographed photos from just about everybody, it seems like. Yeah. John Cusack, Josh Gates, Beverly Mitchell. Uh, Norman Reedus, Michael Rooker, who else you got? Billy D. Williams, the Billy D. Williams autographed your Colt 45 Colt ad, which is fantastic. Uh, works every time. Is that, did Barry Larkin sign that picture of him or is that from the game? Um, oh, that was when it's I just I a picture. That. It's not signed. That's yet. from when they retired his number. You got gotta Malcolm. Get him, gotta get him before he dies. You got Malcolm McDowell up here. It's true. Uh, Orange. Got my boy Robin Lord Taylor hasn't been hung up yet. Boop, mm. boop. Uh, is that Dan Daniel Cudmore, uh, the psych or yes. Colossus from yes, the X Men movies? Uh, what else you got? Blink One Eighty Two. Got the uh, Boondock time. Saints. Yeah. All time low. Aaron Goodwin. Jeff Hawthorne Hardy. Heights. Got the original creature from the Black Lagoon. Twice actually. There's one behind that door too. Full really? movie poster. That's sweet. Got the uh, animator from The Lion King. Draw me a Simba. That's awesome. Is that Tom Bancroft? Is that his yes. name? Yes. And then the the inter the IMAX film cell from Interstellar. True. Came in the Blu-ray. One of you framed that. A few. Yeah. I have one. Which one? Which one is that? I can't quite see it. Mine's not that bad. It's dark, but it's um. Is he in the truck? It looks like he's in the. No, he's in the spaceship. <laughs> Flying the spaceship. Mine's gotcha. a piece of space. Yeah. <laughs> mine's uh, Anne Hathaway oh. on the. Um, you got a person. Yeah, mine's Anne Hathaway on the uh, the water planet. Nice. Hmm. Where their ankle, the whole service is like ankle deep water. We all bought that movie. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Um, oh, tanks. Yeah. So, uh, if you, depending on the order in which you listen to these episodes, uh, you got a picture with Stan Lee. You just keep grabbing yeah. stuff. Peter Mayhew. Peter Mayhew autograph. Uh, I was wondering where your Stan Lee one was at. There's Robin Lord Taylor. Nice. Um, but I mentioned on the latest episode of uh, Limited Addiction um, that I had a story to share. Yeah. Uh, about did. superhero stuff. Um, and I guess it all, I mean, um, earlier this week, um, there was some pretty exciting casting news if you're into franchises. Uh, oh, yeah. We can talk about um, this one. That's, this is big. Duh, 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 duh. Well, there's two. 
Uh, you're uh, you're thinking of one. Mm-hmm. The one you're thinking of is Josh Brolin as I'm thinking, Cable, right? Well, one thing of a not superhero one that we should have talked about. Jude Law as yeah. Dumbledore. Yeah. How do we not talk about that stuff? Oh, yeah. we'll talk about it now. Woo. Warner Brothers cast Jude Law as Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts uh, sequels. The same website had two exclusives in one day. Yeah. It's like, well, we got Dumbledore and we got uh, Cable. Yeah. Like, wait, Dan, you didn't hear about Cable? Dude, I'm a bit unplugged. He's your dude. Non-stop unplugged. Yeah, so Josh Brolin, who's playing currently playing Thanos yeah, you can't have, in the Marvel Universe, is playing Cable in ha- Deadpool 2. I have nothing, I have no problem with his acting ability and him being cast for him, like, but you're not allowed to have two. That's okay. not fair. Here's my theory, and this is this is what I wanted to bring up. This is the story. Okay, so I had a, I've got... That's uh, what Ryan Reynolds tweeted. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. And I quote, the blank fox you can't have you can't play two characters in the same universe oh. <laughs> what do <are> you <laughs> and he says josh berlin was in sicario and i was in sabrina the teenage witch uh yeah but that's what um i had a uh, friend who uh texted me the news about mm-hmm. josh berlin being cast as cable and that was kind of a surprise to me for a couple of reasons yeah Ooh. What? Send a four-film contract. With Fox? Yeah. For, for Cable. No he, way. It's a multi-picture deal, yeah. Ooh. So, okay. Good. Well, so here's so here's my theory on this, and this probably won't come as a surprise to you guys, really, but... uh, So, this friend of mine texted me the news, mm-hmm. and I was surprised because... uh, One, I his name was never really tossed around in the short list no, of people that they wasn't. were talking to. Um, and secondly... He's in the MCU, mm-hmm. and so I'm thinking, uh, okay, uh, I, I just always assumed that you know the people that were working with Disney would never do another Marvel property at another studio. Yeah, which is why, which is why when there were all those think pieces the week that movie Life came out about it being a prequel to the Venom movie that Sony's going to make. Yeah, um, <laughs> which it wasn't. Which it wasn't. It it, it could have been. I mean, it was it easily. Could have been, but it wasn't. Like it's, it's not, and it wasn't. But Ryan Reynolds is in that movie. Yeah, and true. Uh, I'm thinking there's no possible way he's going to do two non-Disney Marvel, two separate non-Disney Marvel franchises. Um, so that immediately I threw that out right away as soon as I heard like you know oh could life possibly be a you know, oh, prequel to Venom? He played George W. Bush. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin. Um, Support it. But so uh, what I'm getting at though is that uh, my this this casting of Josh Brolin as uh, Cable in Deadpool 2 and apparently signing a four-picture deal at Fox uh, leads me to assume that Thanos is going to be surmounted yeah. by the end of Infinity War. It'll be no um, more. And uh, surmounted, I guess, for good. Because if he, you know, if Brolin's looking for other franchise work, that means he's got to be either close to being done with filming his scenes or uh, um or he's just kind of getting, thinking, thinking what he's going to do next, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, and this kind of blew my friend's mind. It's like, I, I'm, I'm, I was telling him like, he, he uh, when, when people sign these contracts with like, you know, Disney and Marvel, it doesn't, they're not strictly beholden to that. They can go do things yeah. at other studios. Like you got, uh, Boyega's doing, uh, Star Wars, but he's also signed on at Legendary for the uh, Pacific Rim 2, and then whatever else they're going to do with that. 
And then similarly, Chris Pratt is also signed on with Marvel for Guardians of the Galaxy and whatever they're going to do in Infinity War and whatever else he's got. And he's also with Legendary for whatever they're doing with Jurassic Park at this point. So, I mean, they, these stars can pursue other things. But what kind of just this realization that, and I hope I'm wrong, but it just immediately undermines the stakes for Avengers Infinity War. Uh, kind of if you have the expectation that, okay, Brolin's looking for other work. Yeah. He's got other work. Um, I, I guess it's not really a surprise that to anybody that you know Thanos would be defeated, but still, I mean... Uh, it's just kind of sucks to know that up front, like even before, like this is what a year out before. Yeah, we're a year Infinity out. War comes out. Yeah. Um, so that kind of sucks, but it does. And you got to imagine Thanos is going to have more than the few lines he's had before. This is yeah. going to hit be his big thing. So I guess it's also his swan song. I don't know. As it, it, it it's just one movie now, right? Wasn't it? It was going to be two. Split into two, and then they decided not to do it that mm-hmm. way. Probably for. Excuse me. It's probably for the best. It's going to be like three hours, but whatever. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the story that I wanted to share is that I think just, you know, this sudden realization I had about the Avengers Infinity War movie. Yeah. That was a bummer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, my, like I said, my friend kind of had his mind blown and was like, holy crap, you bring up a really good point. That's crazy. Um, so. I don't know. I, I I'm sure you know it's Marvel. They'll probably end up surprising us in a couple of fun ways, but uh, who knows? Um, and speaking of Marvel surprises, um, we got a trailer for Thor. Uh, Thor Ragnarok. It's true. Um, I think it looks. I, I was gonna see it anyway, just because. I mean, if I if for no other reason, like leave, let alone that it's a you know an Avengers movie or whatever. This was this is a movie being directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah. Of uh, Flight of the Concords fame, also directed uh, Hunt a couple for, of recent cult, yeah. cla- cult classics, Hunt for the, Hunt Wilder, for the Wilder People. people. And, I love uh, that movie. Yeah. Hunt for the Wilder one. People and uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I still need to see that. Um, I think both are streaming, if you haven't seen them. I highly recommend both of these films. I think What We Do in the Shadows is on HBO. Oh, oh really? I got that. I think it is. Maybe it might not be anymore. It was definitely at one point in time. I don't know if it's still there anymore. The Wonder People's on Hulu. Yeah, Wilder People's on Hulu. Uh, if it's not on HBO, if uh, Shadows isn't on HBO, I would check like Amazon Prime. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, just for the it would be crazy to just I was gonna see it anyway for the novelty of having a, a guy yeah. who's as bonkers of a director as uh, Taika is, just you know to get his hands in the Marvel universe. I think would just kind of be fun. Um, and you can clearly see based on the trailer that. It looks like it's going to be an absolute blast. Um, people uh, complaining a little bit that it maybe looks too much like Guardians of the Galaxy. It does, uh, which I which I understand, um, and that is a concern that I have. Um, I guess kind of right away is that it looks like it's definitely kind of going for a more uh, bouncy, colorful, irreverent uh, tone uh, as compared to the other Thor films. But um, it looks just absolutely it it looks so much fun. Um, and I, I can't wait for it. You got Jeff Goldblum. Being Jeff Goldblum. Being, do, be, he's not only being, he's doing Jeff Goldblum, but he's in like makeup and like really lavish costumes doing Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So a lot of people are stoked for that. Kate Blanchett as I guess playing one of the villains in this movie. Hella. Hella. Is that, yeah, is that her name? Mm. She looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, they're talking about, you know, hopefully she'll be like 
Loki from the first Thor movie where she'll kind of have repercussions in uh, Infinity War, where she could potentially turn up and be a uh, a threat to the Avengers as a whole, um, which might be pretty cool. So, um, yeah, a lot to look forward to there. Go go to YouTube, check out the Thor, the Thor Ragnarok trailer, if you haven't seen it yet. Um, but... Uh, this also kind of leads me into a, a point, and I kind of want to start a new segment on this show, guys. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't tell you about this before. New segment, new segment. But um, I, I I had so much fun uh, with Dan on the last episode, just kind of, we almost turned it into let's talk <laughs> about it. Uh, we just kind of like picked a topic and just rolled with it for about 30 minutes. I don't know if we have to go that long here, but um, we already recorded the I would other like two. To, I would like to do part of the show from now on, like, coming up like having some sort of like overarching overarching subject sure and then kind of you know sharing thoughts on it um it's a segment that i'd like to call real talk <laughs> i think yeah. so uh this is this is the very first uh real talk segment and um the topic this week gentlemen is uh classic rock music in blockbuster movie trailers specifically yes. it seems in superhero ones lately because um thor ragnarok has um led zeppelin's uh, immigrant song um, yeah great song absolutely yep. it's a fantastic song as most of these songs that get used in these kinds of trailers are on their own fantastic um i will say for me personally was specifically in this case with thor ragnarok uh i like the fact that they used the original led zeppelin song it yeah. wasn't like some like indie cover of it uh which is you know if you go back to like a cure for wellness was i want to be sedated um, by the Ramones with, and it was like some wispy, like Fiona Apple-esque cover. Was, that seemed like, like that was more of the trope. It still happens, but that was a really popular trope where you take a song and then make it eerie. Yeah. Either a kid song or a pop song and then yeah. slow it down and make it eerie. And then the, didn't the Justice League trailer have a White Stripes cover of, uh, something else? I don't think it was classic. a cover. I think it was them just playing one of their songs. Icky Thump or something. No, it wasn't Icky Thump. Uh... For the very first one? No, no, no. The one that just came out oh, like the, a, that ju- three weeks ago. Yeah, they did a Beals cover. Yeah. And that, so, I don't know. That's, uh, I would, I would appreciate it more if they just used the original song, but I just, you know, it's turned, it's turning into a trope mm-hmm. now. Uh, it seemed to really start in my mind like what this current one, every trailer is trying to be the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. They want that true. so bad. Or Suicide Squad. And, well, Suicide Squad is like, they wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. But see, the reason it worked in Guardians of the Galaxy, and and it still can work in other ones, because that movie, a lot of it was based around the soundtrack because you had the awesome mix. It was part of the story. Mm -hmm. So it made sense he had all these classic songs, but now everyone's like, hey, that was kind of cool. Let's do it too. Wait, doesn't make as much sense. How much money did they make on the soundtrack? (laughs) Soundtracks are expensive. That's where a lot of his money's going. Um, But I don't know. I think, yeah, the fact that we're very aware of it, like that, Thor trailer, that was a perfect song for it, but the fact that it's been done so much, yeah. like, oh, it took me out of it for a second. Yeah, I feel the same way. I thought it actually worked fairly well. Um, but again, it feeds into the, it feeds into the trope, and yeah. I think it's a trope that's getting stale. Um, but what are they gonna do? That's, that's yeah. means that we're gonna have the big bong noise again, or? That's true, like the inception. Yeah. I mean, and not every trailer does it. Somebody was saying that all Marvel trailers copying, like, well, Spider-Man, used or no they used a original or not original song a newer song but what did uh doctor strange use i can't even remember 
don't even know. They just use they original score laughing. music. They what? just they I use the clock. clock. Yeah, use dialogue and score. Yeah, that used to be the way to do it. God forbid they use dialogue from the movie and score from the movie. Huh. Well, that's strange. <laughs> what is this? And, uh, you know, the, there's another part of this discussion, too, that we've already, you know, we've had several times on the show, too, about, you know, trailers showing too much. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about the Spider-Man one, but oh, we, I think we did, but, uh, well. I, Me and you did. Uh, oh, okay. Because I said I hadn't watched it. Yeah. Screw that second trailer. Yeah, I mean, it was it, awesome, and I love it. It, but showed, it showed almost the y- whole movie. You saw each act. What are you... Is he watching the oh, he, he wants to hear the music. Yeah, this sounds like score. Yeah. Score yeah. and dialogue, wow. Um, Dan, Dan, do you have any other thoughts on uh, classic uh, rock? I don't pay that much attention. Gotcha. Stuff. Sorry. It was a bad topic. It's a good, it's a good contribution. No, that's... <laughs> it was something I brought... I, Popped up right away from mine, so I'm 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 willing to take That's the good. bait. I, uh, uh, mo- and most people I talk to seem to not really care for it. Uh, oh, I thought you were uh, say they didn't notice. Like they don't no, notice. No, 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 they notice. Like a lot of the people that I you know associate with uh, also seem to not particularly care for the uh, the classic rock. Yeah, because uh, it seems that it makes it it makes it seem a little cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like it just kind of and, and not not that we already know that these are you know movies that are cheesy anyway. You don't have to throw you know music that's super on the nose, yeah, to make it even come together. You know. We got to come. That's together. what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, come come together. come together on the Justice League one. Yeah, right that was now. that was a little on the nose. I think. Uh, I, you, I can't remember if they literally said it's time for us to come together. Come together. I don't remember. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past. DC though, um, yeah, yeah. So that's real talk, I guess. Real Since Dan's talk. got nothing to contribute, we love him still. But hey, he's dealing with his phone. It's yeah, he's, his phone. I uh, was messing oh, up. So. What do you think about uh, monochrome lighting in movies? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think uh, you know monochrome right? it has its place. You know, I mean, it has its juices. Um, speaking of monochrome, did you ever watch the? Mad Max Fury Road, black, black no, and white edition. Man, I wanted to, but I haven't. I was a sucker and bought the four pack that has you just did? regular and other three. Oh, the, I, did sh- you... I didn't get the super one with the. Well, did you buy the four pack like two years ago, whenever the, the Blu-ray first came out, or did you yep, buy it when it first came? Because they re-released it with the black and white version like last year. Yeah, I mean, can I just do the settings on my TV? And make That's it what black I was going to do. Like, I was just like, what's the difference in you know just redoing the settings on your TV? Um. I don't know. I, I'm sure that the difference probably has to do with like the timing of the like the um. I don't know if you'd call it color timing in uh black and white, but um, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I'm sure George Miller has a very particular way of setting it up, so um, it may be different. Yeah, even though it is black and white, he's, there's probably very particular black and white that he wanted. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess. Um. And I wish we were. I wish we were more knowledgeable about all the technical stuff, and uh, color grading and stuff like yeah. that. I, um, I only pretend I know what I'm talking. Let me see about. if I can get my buddy Cody on the on the show sometime because he's an uh, incredibly gifted cinematographer. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually getting ready to shoot a pilot for a TV show uh, That's awesome. sometime this summer in uh, Atlanta. He might be there now. Actually, I'm not sure. But um, uh, this guy honestly, I think is going to be the next Emmanuel Lubezki. Like his. His work is, and he's, he's, you know, my age, came out of WKU just like I did. Um, 
Word. And just, you know, really, really cool guy. I've slept on his couch in two different cities. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to get him on to talk you know, technical stuff with me sometime. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, be nice to get a little more credible uh, another credible voice on here yeah i don't know um, what i'm talking about I think <laughs> you're the lead singer of a rock band what do you know about movies i watched a youtube video about color grading in movies and now yeah. i'm an expert <laughs> um oh my gosh yeah uh, uh what else were we talking about uh this movie colossal i don't know where dan is yeah i don't know I, I don't know anything about this movie um, so explain it okay this uh colossal uh did it play at sundance hmm. Don't remember. It definitely played South by Southwest. Um, okay. Uh, directed by a guy named Nacho Vigolando. Uh, Greatest who I name think ever. He's done some work uh, that has come around on the festival circuit in the past. Uh, but this movie is about. Uh, <laughs> it's a kaiju movie. Okay. But it's a comedy. And the way it, that it's set up is that Anne Hathaway plays like kind of this. Uh, uh, I don't know how to describe her, like kind of a slacker, uh, like a you know bump on a log type person. So me? No. <laughs> You're selling yourself short there, bud. But, I'm laying uh, on a couch doing a podcast. That's true. <laughs> um, so she plays like this kind of loser yeah. chick. And so, you know, she she hangs out with her other loser. She's a drunk. She's uh, a drunk. Okay. I mean, drunks. I don't know. I was going to say, well, you get it. Uh, yeah. Who are her? She's a loser chick. That drinks to excess. Uh, who uh, and who's her? Fr- who are her friends that are in it? Jason Sudeikis and uh, who's the other guy? Is it uh, Middleditch? Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley? Maybe. Um, know in a second. I, I'm losing. I'm losing. I'm losing it here. So uh, anyway, Anne Hathaway uh, basically has a telepathic connection to this monster. Ooh. And literally, whatever she does, the monster does. That's awesome. So I like uh, this. You know, they, they're watching the news, uh, one day and they see, holy crap, there's a giant monster attacking. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens is in it? Yes. Oh, I love that guy. Gloria, Anne Hathaway, drinks too hard and parties too much. Her boyfriend, who I assume is Dan Stevens, it does not say though, has enough of it and throws her out. Gloria returns to her hometown dreaming of making a new start, but instead revives her childhood friendship with Oscar, Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> who runs a bar. After drinking a night away with Oscar and his friends, she wakes up to discover a gigantic monster rampaging through Seoul. Seoul, South Korea. And reveals that somehow the monster is, realizes that somehow the monster is connected to her. Word. So if you watch a trailer for this movie, she like, you know, they're watching the news report of the, you know, the live feed of the monster like wrecking the uh, the city. And they're over, you know, in somewhere in America and she's like, they're watching the TV, watching the monster, and she'll, like, raise her arm up in the air. The monster will raise its arm in the air. And then, you know, she starts doing some, like, crazy dance. The monster starts dancing. Like, it's designed to be, uh, you know, pretty pretty funny. And from what I've heard, like, you know, the audiences seem to really enjoy it. And, that sounds like I mean, a cool concept. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, it sounds like a cool concept. Um, yeah, that's a really cool concept. Right now, I got an opportunity to write a kaiju story. And I'm like, I know nothing about kaiju stories. I'm like, I would want to do something original like that. I obviously can't steal that idea. Mm. So, yeah. Like, nah, great. <laughs> that was a good idea. <laughs> I'm probably going to pass on it, though. I don't know much about kaiju stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's got a limited release. Um, at this point, 
Um, I would assume it's coming to Cincinnati. Nice. I think it is uh, coming to like the Esquire or something. Uh, what? Six screens so far. Six screens, hundred. It's but it's not playing here this this weekend. Uh, by the time the audience hears it, it may be coming. Hmm. You know, it may either be coming this this weekend or it may be out already by the time people listen to this. So, um, they're coming and going. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because the last time last movie I saw at the Esquire was this movie called Song to Song. Which yeah. Is, uh, Terrence Malick, uh, his most recent film. It's basically like if he had made La La Land. Oh. Uh Still, I've yet to see that. It's coming at the end of the month. La La Land. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I can't remember if I talked about Song to Song on this show or not, but it's uh, Terrence Malick's recent, most recent movies, kind of since Tree of Life. Uh, he's done like two or three after that. And um, they've all kind of been relatively underscripted, uh, just you know, capturing kind of the mundane nature of life in yeah. certain circles. So, uh, I think he did one, uh, right after the tree of life called to the wonder. And I think that was kind of like a, a romance, like a more traditional romance. I never saw it. Um, uh, but from what I understand, it was kind of, you know, it started kind of this, everybody was relatively disappointed in it after, you know, Tree of Life, and um, I think before that he did uh, The New World, and then The Thin Red, Lo- Thin Red Line, uh, even before that. But um, so he, you know, had a history of making like really, really great, amazing films. And then after The Tree of Life, he did To the Wonder, and everybody's like, okay, this is a little, little bit of navel gazing going on here. Um, and then he came out with a movie called um, Night of Cups, which is about uh, a screenwriters played by Christian Bale who. Uh, just kind of has like, you know, he's kind of disillusioned with, you know, his life. Yeah. And, uh, you know, his place in it and, um, you know, his love life and, uh, all, what, whatever he's supposed to do, whatever fate has for him. Um, and I mean, it's just kind of like, you know, Christian Bale meeting other celebrities. I mean, there are celebrities in it who play themselves, but there are also, you know, famous people that have, you know, roles in it. Like Natalie Portman has a role. Teresa Palmer has a role. Um, but then, you know, guys like Nick Kroll turn up playing themselves and like Joe Manganiello plays himself. Mm. Like, um, so there's, so it's like there, there are, you know, people that exist in the world of Knight of Cups that are like, these are celebrities gotcha. and they're actually the celebrities. But then you've got, you know, people that are, have recognizable faces that are playing characters in the film. So it's a little strange, but, um, again, it was another kind of like really odd, loose narrative about, you know, uh, Hollywood and kind of the search for meaning in uh, like the entertainment business. And to a certain extent, that's what song to song is also about. Yeah. Um, except, hot. except it's specifically set in the, you know, kind of in the uh, rock music scene out of Austin, Texas. Um, it's, it's a bumping one. So it's, it's almost like the same movie as night of cups, except instead of like movies, it's music. Night of cups. How old is that? It can't be like, that old. It came out like last year. I want to see that. Two years ago. I mean, it's um, hard for anyone to care about. Oh, boohoo, Hollywood life, but it yeah. sounds interesting. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. If you oh, have, I have that. Yeah. Um, which I would assume Song to Song then would probably be on there eventually, but um, I like me some bail, so. I'll but I saw it. Song to Song at the Esquire in Cincinnati, and it was gone the following weekend after oh. I saw it. So it was like only here for a week. Um, 
and I'm gl- I'm glad I saw it, but but again, it like I saw it with uh, a friend of mine and my and also uh, with my sister, and we were all just kind of looked at each other afterward, like <laughs> there's it's it's not I, I think I like song to song better than Knight of Cups, but it's still like Terry Malick's got to drop the like he's got to get back to a narrative feature because um, his narrative driven movies have been fr- fantastic, and these ones where he's kind of just loose with the you know. Loose with the script, kind of, you know, just lets his stars do whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's getting, it's a little too uh, directionless, I guess. Um, it just kind of like, you know, basically it feels like he kind of took Ryan Gosling and Rooney Mara and Michael Fassbender to certain places and just kind of let him walk around. Oh, I know um, this movie. That's okay. kind of that's kind of what it was. Didn't this movie take forever to make or something like that? I don't know. It probably did. I thought, it, yeah, it was like a it took many years to make. Um, a Knight of Cups, I think, took for a, I think he filmed in like 2012, and it didn't come out until oh. either fif- 2015 or 16. Mm. Um, but yeah. Uh, Anything else you're stoked else? for? Anything else I'm stoked for? Other uh, than superhero movies. Did you guys get my... I know this will be outdated by the time people hear this, but did you guys get my uh, Adam Ticket invite for Fast, Fast and the Furious? Oh, yeah, I did. I yeah. ignored it. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, I got it. And I can't wait uh, to watch that movie by myself. I was in a meeting. <laughs> um, I, had a, I had a weird day today, so I did. That's fine. Um, I, w- I was trying to get seat F8, Fate? but it was, uh, it was taken. a good one. Um, and if I don't see it tonight, I'm probably not going to see it because I've got a busy weekend and I work 60 hours a week now. So it's going to be well, yeah. in theaters. For you work at 60 hours? Yeah. Can you say where you work at? Uh, you don't have to. I'm working for I'm I'm temping for uh the Hillman Group. Okay. Um, helping them build a new platform for you know to sell some of their products online. Um, actually really enjoying it. And then um Amazon also, uh, in the evenings. So. That place. Got to pay those bills, man. Yeah. Got to do it somehow. Um, but yeah, just uh, looking at um, IMDb here. I guess um, we keep getting content for Transformers the last night. I've been ignoring m- most of it. That movie. I saw a decent trailer, though, with, I guess, the girl lead. Uh, I've seen her before, and I, I, I don't remember the actress's name, but uh, it was like, basically, it was like a fight like a girl trailer. Mm-hmm. Um and so she's kind of like looking at the camera, talking to the camera, and it's intercut with footage from the from the movie where like the you know Transformers are all kicking butt and whatever. Um, it was actually a pretty cool trailer, but since then they've dropped a couple of other you know featurettes and and trailers and things, and I've just I couldn't be bothered. Um, I'm going to see this movie, but I, I've kind of become like apathetic towards trailers in general, unless it's from. You know, Marvel or or it's Star Wars or something. Yeah, you're gonna get that wonder tomorrow when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, God. Uh, but like Alien, I'm really looking forward to this Alien movie that's coming out Memorial Day or whenever. Is that is that coming out next month? Holy crap! Wow. Is that already coming out? It was originally not supposed to come out until this fall. Isn't Pirates movie coming out Memorial Day too? They're, yeah. They're gonna fight each other. I don't know. As it, I don't know if it's the same weekend or if it's or if Aliens out the week before. Pirates is definitely out Memorial Day weekend. Um. And Guardians, I guess, is the first weekend of May. May 5th or whenever. Um, I, I don't even know anymore. Like, you know, I wouldn't know uh, any movie unless somebody, you know, came up to me. Are you excited for Spider-Man? I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot that's coming out. <laughs> that's a movie. Uh, yeah. Um, that's a Transformer. Yeah, that's a Transformer. We need to get Michael, uh, 
not Michael Bay. Well, I'd love to have Michael Bay on the show, but uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh my gosh! Oh I my love gosh, him. guys! It's the Real Movies Podcast. Oh, uh, as long as I can bring some Wahlburgers, I'll be good. You know, <laughs> I need a Wahlburger. I say, I say, Mark Wahlberg, I will eat all of the Wahlburgers if you come do the Real Movies Podcast. <laughs> all of them. Um. Uh, got a new trailer. I need to watch this one. Catherine Bigelow is coming back. Uh, after Zero Dark Thirty, which came out. Five years ago now? Is it five years this year? Has it been that 2012, long? 2012, I think that came out. Wow. Uh, 2012, 2013, 2013 maybe. Uh, but yeah, this is her first movie since Zero Dark Thirty. It's called Detroit. Oh, with Boyega? Uh, yeah, with John Boyega. Um, do you know what it's about? I think it's... No, I saw a picture of him in a copy uniform. Yeah. Um, a police raid in Detroit in 1967 results in one of the largest citizen uprisings in the United States history. Um, John Krasinski's also in this. Will Poulter, Jack Rayner. Um, seeing if I recognize many of these names. John Boyega, Anthony Mackie. Um, couple. It looks like a couple of people from Walking Dead. Um, Hannah Murray. I think I recognize from one of the shows I watched. Uh, Tyler James Williams. Everybody hates Chris. Uh, He's a man now. Yeah, Jason Mitchell. Um, he was in The Walking Dead. Jason Mitchell from Easy E from Straight Outta Compton. Uh, Jacob Lattimore, who was in Collateral Beauty. Laz Alonzo, Malcolm David Kelly. Yeah, I recognize a few of these. Je- Jeremy Strong. Decent cast, it looks like. Um, uh, and again, Catherine Bigelow directing. And this is actually the first movie to be distributed by Annapurna Pictures, who has up to this point been kind of like a producing partner. A lot of things. Um, it's run by a woman named Megan Ellison, who I believe is the daughter of uh, Oracle, Oracle's CEO. Larry is it Larry Ellison? I think his name is. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's Larry. Oracle. Yeah, Larry. Sorry, Barbara Ellison. Gordon. No. What? Barbara Gordon. What? Oh, you're Oracle. talking about. Comics. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um. So yeah, so basically, Megan Ellison has been like, you know, she's had a lot of ambition for a long time. As the head of Annapurna, she decided like a year or two ago, it's like, I'd like to get into distributing on our own instead of just doing, you know, producing all the time. So this is, this is apparently the first hmm. movie to be released under the Annapurna Pictures. Not a very original uh, name. Brand. <laughs> They've had it for several years now, so. Um, but yeah, pretty neat. That is neat. Um, yeah, man, I'm I'm just looking forward to Star Wars. It's, it's all I talk about. It's all I think about. <laughs> Star Wars, all Star Wars, all the time. Yeah, nothing's changed since I was like ten. Yeah. Um, I just tapped out of the world completely. Uh, another little movie coming out pretty soon. Um, called The Circle. Did you guys watch the trailer for oh, this? Oh, that does look good. Uh, with Emma Watson and Tom Hanks. Oh, Emma I have Watson seen this. Plays the uh, young and, girl who gets and Boyega's in this one too. Yes, Boyega is. Day. Uh, she gets a job at a company that's kind of like Google, a company that's Google, not yeah. Google. <laughs> um, Tom Hanks is the you know the mastermind behind it all, and so mm-hmm. uh, it looks it kind of looks like a extended Black Mirror episode, but yeah. uh, I think it'll be cool. It looks good. Um, you know, she starts working uh, working at this company, and she finds out that Tom Hanks may be. Has behind, Tom Hanks like, ever been sinister. a bad guy though in movies? That's a good point. I I don't know. Um, it's like has Will Smith ever been a bad guy in movies? <laughs> yeah, and see and see Depends for that about and for Hancock. that reason, 
Yeah, Hancock and uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, but, but there's redemption in him. Yeah. So, and I'm sure there will be maybe for Tom Hanks in this too, but like, uh, just for the fact that I, I can't recall a time where I would have ever seen Tom Hanks as a, you know, as the antagonist. Yeah. Uh, might be worth checking out. So, uh, that's called The Circle, which I believe, uh, is going nationwide before the end of April. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely have to keep an eye out for that. Uh, just scrolling through some of the news on IMDb here. Um, Paramount hires the original writers of Coming to America to pen a sequel. What? Um, don't know if Eddie Murphy's going to do that or not. He needs some money. Um, his brother died this I week. Did you guys oh, see that? Yeah, was, that was really yeah I thought Charlie... about making a uh, very bad taste joke. No, don't do that. I like um, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, Charlie, said, Charlie said, I wonder if, funny I don't guy. know if Eddie Murphy's going to do it. I was going to say, well, Charlie's not. Man. Man. Damn. Okay. You got to. Uh, no, <laughs> so I'm like, what do I follow that up with? Oh, uh, Labyrinth is apparently getting a sequel spinoff. How can you do that? Uh, Fede Alvarez. Fede would, Alvarez is directing. I would much rather see them remake E.T. with full CGI than them touch Labyrinth ever again. Um, it says TriStar Rebirth's wor- World of Labyrinth, Spider's Web. Oh, Spiderwebs, Fede Alvarez, and Jay Basu aboard. Um, Tristar has set Fede Alvarez to direct and Jay Basu to write a film that will delve into the universe Jim Henson hatched in 1986. Uh, Alvarez. Must be the bird, but the I, don't know. I, I guess the two of them are working on Girl in the Spider's Web right now. Fede Alvarez directed Don't Breathe. <gasps> Don't Breathe. So, we got that to look forward to. We all saw that movie. Um,. Amazon. I don't know. I feel like there wasn't a whole, whole lot this week, uh, except for the Ragnarok trailer and then mm. um, Star Wars. Which will happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. most likely. By the time people hear this, uh, I'm sure, you know, everything from the Star Wars Celebration Weekend will be out in the world and and available for you to ingest. So, um, really great tribute uh, to Carrie Fisher yeah. that they showed I on heard. Uh, it was pretty Thursday, good. so... Ah, uh, um, I missed something on the other shows. Oh, well. Uh, so, Danielle, we talked about Colossal. It's true. I was trying to remember what else, if I had anything else. Is your to uh, letterbox up to date? Uh, my letterbox, that's a good question. My letterbox should be up to date. Um, I haven't had time, like like I've been saying, like I work so much anymore, and I don't get home till late most nights. By the time I try to throw a movie on, it takes me like three days to end up finishing it. Yeah, being a grown-up sucks. Um, it's true. I believe... The last movie I watched um, was called Eden. Hmm. Uh, it was a French film about um, a young DJ, kind of on the up and the up and up. DJ, um, actually, a really, really that good is movie. Correct. Yeah, um, really, really great. Directed by uh, Mia Hansen Love, uh, right. and that Eden is on uh, Amazon Prime. Still uh, beating you. What are you at right now? You are at one sixteen, and I'm at one eighteen. No way. Yes. You slowed down significantly. Oh, yeah. That's what I was, uh, well, me and Frankie were discussing. We released a bunch of back issue tacos, which you're on some of them. Yeah. And on one of them, like, talking about how, like, I just hit 100 movies in six weeks hmm. for the year. Right. So that would have been roughly mid-February. Since then, I've watched 18 movies, and we are mid-April. <laughs> 
It's rough. Yeah, it is rough. Did not want to partake in this challenge at all this year. I hated <laughs> it last year. I know. You yeah. hate everything last year. I'm just kind of backhanding. Even me. It's true. <laughs> I still do. I'm just kind of backhanding my way into it. Like, I, I just always assume I, I, I watch, you know, you watch upwards like, of... You watch like 30 movies in October. Movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every year or so. I'd like to see where I end up at the end of this end of this year. So, um, yeah, I guess that's all I have. I feel like I'm going to walk out of here and remember something. Tell it um, always happens. Uh, Dan, I don't know if you heard when I was telling Frankie before, I want to try to get my buddy Cody on the show. Um, so we can talk capacity. about color grading. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. More racism. No. No. <laughs> no. Gosh. This is, he may replace you permanently, Dan. You're coming up with stuff like that. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's my dream. <laughs> to be replaced permanently. Just move, strictly move into a producing role on the, on the real movies. Podcast. No, I just mean like in life in general. Gotcha. Just be replaced. You just mean oh, the guy's man. like, hi, I'm your replacement. You're what? Your replacement. <laughs> but good luck, buddy. Yeah. Um, where do I go? <laughs> where do you keep the post-its? Uh, but Cody's in Nashville, so I gotta... Uh, Nashville. He lives in Nashville, so I gotta Lame. figure out how to get him on. And then, obviously, my buddy James Cox, um, yeah, we out on the, that. out on the West Coast, uh, gotta figure out how to get him on. I was thinking about I him today. Skype or FaceTime on your phone, it's yeah. simple. Um, and then, who else was I thinking of? Uh, for, Sick House. For guests. Yeah, Hannah McPherson, Sick House. Um, yeah, I would like to pursue that. Um, and then I'm also going to try to do some shows at some point uh, with my buddies uh, Barry and Tyler, who uh, are here locally. Um, apparently, they both work in this, uh, like, an editing studio now. They both work for some company that's like, it's like a, a media house. I guess they make videos for, like, um, professional like they basically Barry kind of does like special effects and like oh, edit yeah. some editing, um, for like you know clients that are like, hey, we need a video done of this. Um, I think at one point he was doing like designing light shows for concerts. That's too. cool. Um, so they've got a little bit of technical know-how, and they all really they both really like movies. And Tyler actually just wrote uh, his first feature script. Mm, um, me too. Kid that really really loves horror movies, and so. Yeah. Um, uh, I believe it's called Limbo Proper is the name, and I think it has to do with a uh, like a bordello of some sort. Um, of Mad Ooh, uh, Ooh. sounds like it's got a little bit of um, uh, like he's really into kind of schlocky eighties okay movies, but he also really likes uh, like Neon Demon and The Love Witch and some of these yeah. recent ones that have come out. Um, and you see Love Witch. Yes, uh, I believe by the time this show airs, um, it will be available streaming on Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, so there you go. And um, so yeah, I'll, I'll hopefully have them on at some point. We've got to work everybody's schedule out because um, Barry was uh, telling me that apparently they have studio space oh. um, at their office that we could potentially use. So uh, that might be cool uh, at some point. So, uh, boys, that's all I have. Uh, if there's anything else you can think of. No, man. At this point, we will uh, uh, kick the tires and light the fires and go uh, root for Vin Diesel. That family. should be the new sign-off. Root for Vin Diesel. Root for Vin Diesel. God, it's all about family. Sure. <laughs>